Hi guys, welcome back to the third episode of Can't Get a Text Back. I'm Christina. Thank you so much for tuning in. The podcast might be a little noisy today because not only do I still have the elephant that lives upstairs for me um, who's smashing his feet around, but I also have some construction happening outside. There's also a train outside. So to me, it sounds like the construction and the train are actually barreling through my bedroom because I have headphones on. Um, Hopefully you guys don't hear so much of that, but to me, it's really driving me insane. So I apologize in advance if that drives you crazy as well. Um, So yeah, um, (laughs) it's funny because I'm like the neighbor upstairs, he's still banging around. Yes, I know that the neighbor upstairs is a he. Joe and I, um, we did a little bit of like, cyber stalking. I mean, stalking sounds a little bit intense, but basically we're just like, he and I were coming up with like all these assumptions of who the neighbor upstairs could be, right? We're like, there has to be kids up there. Nobody runs around back and forth so much. It has to be like a giant 600 pound life sort of person because there's no way that it can sound this crazy when somebody's walking around. Like we just came up with everything under the sun to try to figure out like what it was we're like there's a gym in the building downstairs why would they need to be like running on the treadmill like we're trying to just figure out what's happening up there so joe and i we went to the package room to grab a package um about a week ago like right after probably right after i filmed the last podcast because i don't think that i spoke about this so we go into the package room and we see that the apartment number upstairs had a couple of packages i'm not gonna lie it was like um paper towels and toilet paper and part of me was like oh do i accidentally spill my water bottle on them but i'm not evil so i didn't do that i just you know noted the name and i was like interesting it's like a single guy and then our super um clarify that there, there is a single man living upstairs. Um, but we did, you know, we just did some like light Facebook and Instagram research. And, um, this person claims to be a childhood educator. Um, but not only that, they're also, um, they also have a food page on Instagram and a photography page. And I'm also kind of like, why are you home in the middle of the day on a Tuesday stomping around if you're a childhood educator? Like, I don't know. I'm just confused. But anyway, he's stomping around up there. We got the noise outside, and um, yeah, it's fucking gloomy outside, and I'm just not having it. So thank God I have this microphone so I can sit here and talk to myself, and hopefully a couple of people are listening too. So um, little update. I was talking about Facebook pages on my last episode, and I was saying how I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups. Um, I was like totally betrayed by one of these Facebook groups, first of all. So people write a lot of embarrassing things in these in these groups that I'm in. And um, I guess it's just like embarrassing myself that I'm even in them. Like, I should be ashamed of myself. So I'm in this group where um, we talk a lot about like social media and, and whatever. We poke fun of pe- at people or we share videos that are funny. So um, I've been, you know, really, be- I've really become a fan of TikTok. So... I w- I've been scrolling through TikTok a lot lately, and if anybody has watched High School Musical or Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, then you know who Ashley Tisdale is. She played Sharpay and, what, I don't know, whatever that girl's name, right? Wasn't she on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? I-, I think she was. But anyway, so she she played those characters, and she has a TikTok page. And I think she's on some, like, network television show now that I don't watch, but um, she's on TikTok. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is bringing me back to high school. I love her. She looks great. She literally looks the same. She's so beautiful. So I started following her because she actually, TikTok is, 
I feel like I'm explaining this to people because I'm the only friend of mine besides Anushka who like has TikTok and actually uses it. But a lot of it is based on sounds and music. So there's a lot of lip syncing and, and you know, just trends that you follow with certain, um, certain sounds. So I started following her because she did a voiceover high school musical sound. It was funny, whatever. I was like, cool, I'm going to follow her. And she's gained so many, like, I think she has like 5 million followers on TikTok, but she started doing these weird videos. So there's a lot of these like young thotty girls on Instagram who dance and, and guys too. I mean, like there's so many dance videos and there's dance challenges and everybody wants to learn the dances. Like even myself, like there's, I haven't tried yet, but I know there's definitely dances on there that I've just picked up from watching so many of these videos. Um, so I, she, Ashley Tisdale has been posting these videos where she's doing the dance challenges and like lip syncing, but it's very like she, I think she's taking it like a little too seriously. So she, she's getting like real sexual with it, like really like smizing at the camera, dancing in a bikini, shake. And like, that's fine. However, for me, you know, when something is just fucking cringy to you and you don't know why I can't put my finger on it. There's so many people on TikTok and all these platforms who are doing cheesy shit, but it's not, it doesn't bother me for some reason. I find her to be cringy and I just assumed that everyone else did too. Apparently not. So I post on this Facebook group about how uh, I posted, I posted a video of her and I said, you know, at first when she was posting videos, I was all about it. Like I was so excited, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, is she okay? Like what the fuck is going on? Yo, I got slayed in this group chat, P uh, Facebook group. Anyway, so these, these people were going off. They're like, oh my God, it's just a trend. Let her live. She looks amazing. I'm so entertained. She's so good. I'm so obsessed with her. I want to like her asshole. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was basically like, people were basically accusing me of shaming her because I was poking fun. I can't. It, it's very difficult to, I, I don't know how co comedians do it because it's very difficult to even make a joke these days without everybody being up in arms. I'm not shaming her. The girl looks fucking amazing. She's so pretty. Um, good for her that her career, I mean, to me, it seems like her career is being resurrected. I don't know if she's, you know, I don't watch Hallmark much, but has she been in some, some movies and stuff? like maybe I'm sure she's kept something going all these years, but like good for her. She's having fun, um, jumping on a platform like TikTok, which is so new and a, a good way to gain a lot of followers before everybody's on it. Like good for her. I'm all about it, but like she's fucking cringy as hell. So I'm allowed to say that. And um, yeah, I don't want to be crucified for it. So I feel betrayed by Facebook groups. I want to create my own Facebook group. I'm not really sure how to do this. So I have a Facebook page for Can't Get a Text Back. And I don't know if it's just considered a fan page. I haven't posted anything on it in a really long time because I, I can barely keep up with recording these podcasts. I really, truly need to win the lottery so that I that would make no sense. But really though, if I won the lottery, I would still do stuff like this. I can't sit home and do nothing. Like I need like a better schedule so that I could actually do these things. But anyway, I have this Facebook group um, and I want to turn it more into a private group where um, people are sharing like, like basically like asking for dating advice and sharing things and whatever. I just thought that that would be fun. So I don't know if anyone's listening to this. Uh, let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. I just have to figure out how to turn the group into a private group and all that jazz. So 
Anyway, moving on to the topic of this week's episode, um, this is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. I either wanted to do it as like a story time on YouTube or a blog post or, you know, something like that, but I just haven't found the right way to talk about this. Um, before I get into the topic, just know that I am not a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist. I do not have a degree in any of this stuff. Um, I'm sharing my experience in hopes that anybody who feels like they're, go they're going through something similar or who has gone through something similar, maybe you'll be inspired to like take some action and, and, and seek change in your life. Um, so I'm going to be talking about emotional and psychological abuse in relationships. So um, this is inspired by my first like serious adult relationship, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I, what I've realized is that I have not been in that relationship for, I want to say like seven or eight years now. It's been, it's been a long time since I got out of that relationship. Um, after that relationship, I dated somebody else and now I'm dating Joe. So it, it's been a while since I've been in that relationship. However, I feel that years later, sometimes I feel a sense of like PTSD or I don't know. It just, it, there were a lot of things that happened in that relationship that were just very, very fucked up. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share it with whoever's listening. My goal with my podcast and anything else, whatever endeavor that, you know, I'm still figuring out like what works for me as far as like sharing a message and, and talking about these things. But my hope is that I can motivate um, mostly like young women, um, but, but really anyone who is feeling stuck in their love life and just like overall like mental and, you know, mental well-being, like whoever's feeling stuck in their life can just... Um, feel motivated to make a change. Um, I am not perfect. I have a lot of things in my life that I still want to work on, but I can say that um, kind of coming to terms with my past and accepting change has really gone well for me. So anyway, let's just jump right into it. I'm kind of, this is mostly... Again, I didn't write any notes. Every week I keep saying that I'm going to write notes for the next episode just because I feel like they've been kind of short. But I guess when you're fucking talking to yourself and you're not used to it, they're going to be really short. But I didn't write any notes. I kind of just want to go from the beginning of the relationship and kind of talk about like instances where things happened and, um, you know, that were kind of like scary and it took me years after the relationship ended to realize just how fucked up a lot of these things were. So um, this is, so I started dating this guy right after high school. It was right before I was about to start college. So um, I started dating him in August, right after high school, and I was I was going I was going to go, quote unquote, away to school. I was going to go dorm at school. It was the school that was like forty five minutes away from where I was living, but it was right before I went away to school. So I started dating this guy, and basically, I feel like I'm just going to end up going through all the red flags like one by one because there were so many. So, um, I whatever I go out with my friends on a random weeknight to a bar in Staten Island. Um, I was barely 18. My birthday's in December, so I have a late birthday. So I was 17 going on 18, 
and my friends and I go to this bar. It was called Beer Goggles, and I got in with an ID, not a fake ID, like not someone else's ID, not an ID that was printed, but an ID that one of my high school friends chalked. If you're not familiar with IDs being chalked, it's basically like the numbers on your ID are messed around with, with colored pencils. Um, I think I could have walked in there with a library card because they would have just let me in there. Like, they didn't care. It was very obviously fake. It's, it, it ended up, because I'm born in 1990, the, the kid that uh, chalked the ID put that, I, put that uh, I was born in 1980, which aged me by 10 years. Um, so, yeah, they didn't care. So, that, whatever, they let us in. So, anyway, my friends and I go out. I don't really not because I was very drunk, it's just the details of the night were not that exciting as far as us being out at the bar. I'm sure I drank pitchers of beer and like smoked a lot of cigarettes. Um, gross. Um, and then we left and we got a ride home with um, one of our guy friends. And the ride home, the, so the sober driver was my ex-boyfriend who did not come out to the bar he was just being a good friend and picking up his friend. So um, on the ride home, my friends and I were like joking around, like poking him as he was driving, blah, 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 whatever. We, we, he drops us off at our friend's house. We go to sleep and that's it. Um, so he ended up creating a Facebook page. He never had Facebook. This is, I mean, this is 2008. It's like, it was still kind of new to people. So he didn't have Facebook and he decided to just make a Facebook page to message me because he wanted to get in contact with me. Um, so I get a, a Facebook message a couple of days later and he's like, I decided to make a Facebook page so I can find you and message you. And me at 17 years old thinks that that's the most romantic thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. So he messages me, we're talking back and forth. Um, and basically, this goes on for a couple of weeks, and then we end up IMing each other on AIM, because that was still a thing. If you don't know what that is, you're too young to understand, okay? Um, but yeah, so we start IMing each other back and forth. Um, and I remember, I, I, you know, it was a lot of people were going to be going away to college soon, so we were all, hang, you know, my high school friends were hanging out a lot and, like, going to parties and drinking, whatever. And I remember one of one of the girls in my graduating class was telling me how he dated her cousin and how, um, you know, he, he cheated and all this stuff and, and whatever. You hear that and you want to ignore it because you're like living on cloud nine, right? So um, eventually we make plans to hang out. So this is red flag number one. I don't care how old you are. Um, if the idea of a date is going to someone's house or apartment or whatever it is to go hang out and watch TV, um, it's not, that's not a date. If somebody like really wants to hang out with you, you can meet for even just like a cup of coffee. That's fine. So I went to his, <laughs> he lives in his parents' basement. I mean, whatever, no shade. He was two years older than me. He was literally 20 years old, like fine. Um, but he had like this little quote unquote apartment in his parents' basement. And he, you know, that's where we ended up hanging out. Um, this went on like three or four more times before I went away to college. Um, I, so I didn't, I didn't sleep with him, which it doesn't matter if I did, but I didn't sleep with him before I went away to school. And we didn't, 
claim like a title or anything like that. But I was away, you know, I, I went away to school. I was having fun first couple of weeks. I was going to parties in class and making friends and, and doing all that stuff. And right away, as soon as I went to school, he started acting really weird. So every time he would, he would almost call me at times that were, um, that were, uh, what's the right word that I'm looking for? Times where he knew that it was going to be inconvenient for me to speak on the phone, almost so that he could like make me feel bad that I couldn't speak to him. Another red flag. So he would call me at like, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning while I'm, while I'm out, you know, at a frat party or something, just so he can be like, sorry, I don't want to bother you and like hang up the phone. And, you know, he just, he started, he started like little arguments with me here and there. And we weren't even like officially dating. So, um, that goes on for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I end up, he ends up picking me up from school one weekend since I was, you know, close enough to Staten Island. And I went and stayed at his house. Of course, I lied to my mom, told her that I was staying at one of my friend's houses after a night out. But I stayed over at his house. Um, you know, stuff happened. And, you know, that was really it. Then I went back to school after the weekend. So um, it's almost like things got worse once we were intimate with each other. And he was just being like very much any way that he can start some sort of argument with me. I mean, this is going back like well over 10 years ago at this point. So I can't really remember what the arguments would be about during this time. But, you know, he was starting arguments with me. Um, so like an idiot, it's almost like I liked the whole like breakup to make up thing. Like I feel like sometimes when you're younger and you're arguing with somebody and you're dating, it's like get that when you make up, it, it like feels so good. It's almost like so like so worth the fighting because then you're making up and it's so much better. So we were arguing a lot um, and I, I felt like I was, I was like ready to actually like end things with him one night and I justified not doing it because I was like, you know, I, I was, I was shaming myself for the fact that I had like slept with him already and I didn't want to have like another, not like another like person on the list or something like that. Meanwhile, I literally like, that was probably the second person I'd ever been with. Like, but I, somehow I like shamed myself about it and, and I didn't want to break up with him because somehow that was going to make me feel bad at the time of. Um, so, we ended up making things official, boyfriend and girlfriend, making things official, saying I love you when he, I remember the first time he said I love you to me, it was like over the phone and I was like, oh, I don't know, like I don't know if that's something that we should really be saying over the phone and it turned into another fight. So there was always some sort of fighting. Um, as soon as he became my boyfriend and had the title of boyfriend, um, all of my freedom was taken away from me. And I know how that sounds because it's like, you're a grown adult. How can you have your freedom taken away from you? Like you could just say no, you're away at school, like you could do whatever you want. Um, but for some, I don't know what, I think it's it, like after years, I've realized that it's confidence and maybe also a mix between that and having daddy issues, which I'll get into that at some point, but it's really not something that I ever wanted to believe or like, I don't know, act like a victim because of it. But um, yeah, I, I, all my freedom was taken away. So I remember the, the first thing that happened was 
um, you know, as soon as we became boyfriend and girlfriend. So, I, you know, you start going to school like the last week of August when you're in college. By the last week of September, we had made things official. So we make things official, and that coming Thursday, you know, you go out on Thursdays in college. It's just what everybody does. It was a huge, um, like, Greek life school. Everybody was in sororities and fraternities. Um, obviously, when you're a freshman, you know, first semester, that's not what you're into yet. But needless to say, there were a lot of frat parties and things like that to go to. So we become official. I hate even saying that. It's such a funny term. We became official. And that next week, he said to me, you're not going to a frat party. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're not going out with guys and going to other guys' houses because I will break up with you right now. And I listened (laughs) and I didn't go. And this continued throughout the rest of my semester at school. So basically I would eat, go to class, come home. I would do nothing. My friends would go out every Thursday night and I would sit in my dorm room. And I don't know if you've ever been away at school, but the selection on TV is not great. Um, this is years before you can watch whatever you want on YouTube. It's, it's like, I was literally just like going stir crazy because I felt like I was held hostage in a cage. I don't know what I was afraid of. Um, but I, somebody who's just so nasty, like really can bring down your self-confidence and you think that nobody else is going to want you. Um, so he would, you know, the self-confidence thing was also not something that I put on myself. So I was in great shape before I went away to school. I've always fluctuated with my weight. I've never been naturally thin. I'm always struggling to get where I want to be. But at that point, I happened to actually be in pretty good shape. And he loved to sabotage any time I was trying to eat healthy um, and would get really nasty and like yell at me if I didn't want to eat the foods that he was eating. So within the first year of us dating, I probably put on about 60 pounds. Um, so self-confidence kind of just goes out the window with that. He also would talk about other women so openly and made it seem like it was normal to do so. So he would talk about girls he hooked up with in the past. Every girl that we went to high school with that he has hooked up with, he needed to remind me of over and over and over and over again. Um, he needed to, like specifically, there was one girl in high school that he like hooked up with at some point and she was a redhead and he would make it clear on how hot he thought redheads were and I'm not a redhead. So he really brought my confidence down. So that happening makes you not like, makes you think that you're never going to find anybody else and that he, they're the best person that you can get. Again, another red flag, another form of abuse. Um, also, I'm sharing a lot here. So um, thank you for listening while I get super vulnerable. Um, but I also remember him, and this is like, so it was totally my choice. Um, but again, like, I hope that I share this and somebody else gets something out of this. I'm getting a little choked up actually because it's so fucked up. Um, He pressured me into sending him nude photos like a lot when we first started dating and I was so uncomfortable doing it. But of course, it's like you're young and you're stupid and you just like want somebody to give you that attention, right? Um, And he, every time we got into a fight, if I didn't want to speak to him, he would threaten that he was going to put them online. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) There was a lot, a lot, a lot of turmoil happening there. 
Um, so th- things just kept getting worse. It's like I was so depressed when I was away at school, and I know that my two roommates, one of them who is literally one of my closest best friends now, like, thank God she like, saw me through that. I had a couple of friends who really, like, just saw me through that relationship and, like, you know, just really, like, knew that it it was a phase or just knew that they had to be there for me. Um, But my roommates thought that I was just, like, a fucking idiot, which I I can't even blame them. I stopped going out. I stopped doing everything. I was just so damn depressed that I decided that it would be easier if once the semester was over that I would just come home and go to community college. Now, what I will say now is that I did not graduate college. I do not regret not graduating college. I think personally that college is bullshit unless you are going into a field that requires a degree. Like, I don't know. I just think there's plenty of ways to make money on your own and hustle on your own. I don't think it's necessary. If you want to go, I think you should absolutely go. But I'll, I'll say that in the long run, it ended up working out for me. I'm very happy that I did not continue to go to a private university where I was spending so much money. I, I'm, I'm happy. It worked out for me. However, I wish that it was a little bit more on my terms. So I decided by the end of that first semester that I was going to... Um, I was going to go home and go to community college Um, because he just fought with me all the time. And I felt back then that we were fighting because of the distance. Oh, my God. Does anybody else get these phone calls, like, scam likely? Like, how do I even just, like, I need to start shutting my phone off when I record. Sorry about that. Um, Anyway, so I was blaming our turmoil and arguing on the... Uh, distance, <laughs> which is so fucking stupid because I would, he would pick me up every single Friday. I would go home to Staten Island. I went to school literally 45 minutes away. I would go home every single weekend. Um, uh, it started, um, it started to drive a wedge between my family and I because on the weekends I would come home, but I would barely see my family. I was home in Staten Island, but wouldn't see them at all. He just wanted to monopolize all of my time. Um, and yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't myself. Um, I remember, I, I just like didn't do so many things. Um, I stopped seeing all of my friends because he would have a fucking freak out if I went to go see any, like any of my friends without him. And mind you, he didn't want to even go with me anywhere. He had extreme social anxiety, didn't like to go out anywhere. He had such bad, I, I'm calling it social anxiety. Was it, was it diagnosed? No, it wasn't. This fucking train that's going by is so loud. I hate it. I'm sorry, guys. I hope that it stops. Um, so I, what I assume was social anxiety, like barely had a job the whole time that we were dating. Um, whatever, all, all, all this craziness. So it's not even like he wanted to go out with me. It would be like a fight, kicking and screaming to get him to do anything with me. Um, but I was, quote unquote, not allowed to go out with my friends ever. Um, I said no to a lot of things and made a lot of excuses. I stopped being friends with every person who had a dick, like literally every guy friend that I've ever had once, when I was in high school completely let go of. He, oh my God, this makes me so upset. He made me throw out my prom photos. (laughs) 
um, because he didn't like that I was in a photo with a guy and that my mom had it up in our living room. So my mom had a photo of my prom date and I, who he was one of my closest friends, like literally like a brother to me and that I brought to prom. Um, my mom had a wallet sized photo in like, you know, this China closet in our house. And he was so angry about it that he made me throw it out after an, a screaming and crying argument. Um, yeah, so definitely a lot of um, emotional abuse as far as being controlling and things like that. But it doesn't end there. The way that he would fight with me was extremely, extremely... I mean, I, I think that if I stayed with this guy, at some point he was going to hit me. Um, we would fight so bad that he would... Again, like I said before, he lived in his parents basement. He had like a little, his own little setup down there. And we would get into arguments and he would scream at me so bad, like hold me hostage, lock the doors, not let me leave. Um, he's held me up against walls, screaming in my face, held hostage, uh, held my phone hostage because he didn't want me to leave if we got into a fight. Um, really, really bad. I remember one time when we were, we went to a baseball game and on the way home there was a lot of traffic and that made him angry and he was driving my car. So he, as we were going through the tunnel, if you live like in or around New York City, or I don't know if they have this in other cities, with like if there are tunnels, whatever, but there's, you know, like dividers and they're pretty much like plastic, like they look metal, but if you, you know, if you hit them, like nothing really is going to happen. But he decided um, that he was so angry while driving my car that he was going to scream at me while driving the side of the car into every single one of the dividers. Um... Yeah, the, the, the list really just goes on. Um, he also, <laughs> this is something, okay, this is something that I think happens so often that parents need to talk to specifically their sons about, um, but he also, like, pressured me into not using protection from, like, the second that we started dating, um, which, you know, now, years later, I'm realizing that I'm realizing that he was very, very shady. Um, you know, once we broke up, which I'll kind of just get into how we broke up, but once we broke up, um, I remember helping a client at my job who knew him. Staten Island is very small, so everybody knows everybody, but I remember helping a client at my job who knew him. And she was talking about her cousin who hooked up with him and when it happened. And it made me realize that it was like one of his sister's best friends and they hooked up while we were dating. So um, typically when people are very controlling and jealous and that sort of thing, they're going to um, do that because they're shady themselves. So um, yeah, he, he just, it was a very, very um, tumultuous situation. I think about it now, and even like my mom has has you know now that I've to I've told her stories as years gone on, and she still doesn't even know all of it. Um, like my mom was like, I cannot believe that you were dating somebody like that. She knew that he was um, hot tempered, but I don't think she realized how bad it was. But she also knew like my stepdad would get like really really like pissed off and upset um, while we were dating, and my mom was like, you know for a fact 
that if we try to control her, she's going to just pull away more. Um, and, and I really, I am happy that they didn't try to control the situation because it, I'm the type of person, if you tell me what to do or you, you know, you try to get involved, I, maybe now as I get older, I'm a little more level-headed, I think, but back when I was younger, I wanted to be right. I didn't want to look stupid. So I would like stay in something so that, you know, I, I could be right at the end of the day. Um, I stayed with him as long as I did because I let so many friends go. And I think he knew that and he knew exactly what he was doing. I let so many friends go and I let myself go. And I knew that no matter what, I was not going to like, which is so stupid, not no matter what, that sounds really dramatic. But I thought that if I broke up with him, nobody was going to want to hang out with me. Nobody was going to want to be my friend. I was not happy with the way that, you know, I, my, I looked or anything like that. So I just, you know, I, I, he basically like had a hold on me where I was like, nobody else is going to want me, um, which is very sad and also very stupid. Um, I'm trying to think, because, oh, here's two more situations, and then I'll kind of get into how we sort of ended things. Um, but like t two other situations that stick out so clearly in my mind, I remember when I first graduated makeup school, now I could fucking care less to do anything like this. I'm the worst. <laughs> but when I first graduated makeup school, um, I had an opportunity to do makeup for a small designer for um, a campaign that they were doing. And it wasn't paid, but I, you know, I, had, I still probably have these images that are like gorgeous from this shoot. But um, it was going to be in like Jackson, New Jersey, which is, I don't know, an hour and a half away on this giant lake, um, the designer's family um, owned a house uh, down there and they were doing this spring photo shoot and we were going to have to stay overnight. I was, for some reason, when I was younger, I was very afraid to like drive on highways and stuff and now I could probably drive across the country by myself and be fine, but I didn't want to drive myself down there. So, um, he, you know, I was going to have to stay overnight and he flipped the fuck out. Like he lost his mind that I was going to stay overnight with a bunch of um, female models and one gay hairstylist who was a man. Um, I don't know what he thought that I was going to do, but he flipped out, made me feel really terrible, um, basically threatened like, you better be texting me the whole time. If I find out that you're socializing in any way, I'm going to flip out. I'm going to drive down there. I'm going to embarrass you. Um, so that was really fun. So basically I went down to do this photo shoot and after a long day of work, I sat on a lawn chair and texted him the whole time while everybody else was like in the pool and relaxing and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then I also remember another time that my, uh, my girlfriends, we went out for one of my friend's 21st birthdays and we went to Atlantic city and, um, they were staying for two nights, but, I was not allowed to stay for two nights. Um, I was barely allowed to stay for one. And he uh, drove there super early the next morning after the night out that I had and then just like screamed at me the whole way home because he didn't want me to be there. Um, yeah, so basically, um, 
what started happening was is after a couple of years, this is another thing to, t to tell you because people can change to a certain degree, but they're not going to change all that much. So just like you see the red flags, let it go. Um, basically what started happening was I started mustering up a lot more courage to just tell him like, fuck you. And I think he realized like that he was actually afraid that he was going to lose me. So I started going out with my friends, but then became the new issue, like I was saying before, that he wouldn't um like he wouldn't come so everybody else's boyfriends would be there and he wouldn't come and and I started to just get really sick of it but I would just like go out all the time and just not really care to hang out with him um and then I built up the courage to break up with him and the main way that I did that was I started losing weight and going to yoga and feeling really 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 amazing about myself and all it took was a little bit of confidence for me to literally, I didn't even, mind you, I didn't even break up with him in person. And, you know, I, if you say that, but without context, it's like, wow, you're a pussy. You couldn't just like go to his house and break up with him. No, because he would have held me hostage because he was a psychopath. Um, so <laughs> I decided to text him one day. I got home from work after telling my coworkers, I think I'm going to break up with him today. Um, so I went home from work and I just texted him and said, um, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm breaking up with you. Do not call me. Do not text me. Do not come to my house. Don't dare do anything because I will call the cops. And that's it. We're really broken up. And he knew that I was serious. And he literally just texted me back saying, like, I know that you're serious. I'm going to, like, leave you alone for a little bit. Um, he didn't leave me alone for that long. After a couple of weeks, he texted me. He was upset because I posted a picture on social media of myself out having fun. Then he would call me crying. Um, now he has a wife and like when he first met her, he was texting me all the time, like whatever. It's just, I, I think that to this day, he probably regrets it because he was a maniac. I just truly hope that he is treating her differently and that he's a better person these days because that's all you can wish for anybody else. Um, so it's really, it, it, it's really weird because I got out of this relationship and I don't know. If you if you guys are into stories like this, I'll tell the story of kind of how what I did after the relationship, which wasn't really much better. It was better than being in the relationship, but kind of how I dealt with my newfound freedom and getting into my next relationship. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. I um, What I was going to say is it took me a long time after getting out of the relationship to really process how bad this was for my mental health. Um, I ended up reading Amy Schumer's book. I don't remember the name of it. It's pretty much just like, you know, an autobiography. And she tells a story about this guy that she dated, and she was around the same age as me. So I dated this guy for almost, I, I dated him for four and a half years. So a really long time when you're, you know, 18 to 22 years old. Those are like the growing points of your life. That's like when everything is changing. Um, but I dated him for a long time. And in her book, she was saying that she dated this guy around the same time. And she was talking about how emotionally and psychologically abusive the relationship was. And I just started crying. I started crying so much. And I went into my mom's room and I was like, this just really hit me very hard. I feel really weird about it. Um, it's making me realize like how abusive of, an, of a relationship that I was in. Um, yeah, it took me a really long time. And sometimes I even I even tell Joe, um, it turns out that Joe actually knows 
this boyfriend, like not now, but they, um, they, they like had mutual friends and, and stuff a while back. So he knows who he is. And every once in a while I bring him up and I realize that I bring him up a lot, but I'm mostly bring I'm bringing up the, um, just like the really like crazy moments. And I'll, and I'll tell Joe sometimes I'm like, I'm so sorry for bringing this up all the time. It's just, I realize how much of an effect that it's had on my life and how, you know, sometimes I feel this sense of like, PTSD like I can't explain it but sometimes just thinking that somebody's gonna lash out on me or I don't know it's very very weird um but it took me a long time to realize that just because someone is not like physically harming you that emotional and psychological abuse are very real things and should be taken very seriously um yeah so that's really it I thank you guys so much if you got through this episode I was I like was choking up a lot more than I thought I was going to um so yeah I just hope that somebody could take something away from this and um if you know anybody who's in a relationship like this just like be there for them don't try to control them don't judge them for it just be there for them because um when things do get really bad they'll feel comfortable coming to you about it so Thank you guys so much for listening. I am hoping that my next episode, Joe, will be on with me. I've been trying to convince him to (laughs) come back on the podcast. Not that he's been on this one, but he's been on my other podcast. Um, It's not that hard. And um, yeah, so hopefully we'll have something a little more lighthearted and funny for next week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.